So welcome to another episode of the Shredder Show. Uh, been a long time since I've done this, but it's well long overdue. I've got uh, an amazing guest today who is one of our amazing clients, who is Jared. Um, Jared's got an awesome backstory. He's made a huge amount of progress and he's an incredibly inspiring man. Uh, I still remember seeing him training in his home gym with a big US flag like pumping behind him. So, uh, and he's chuckling along as that because it's, it's a bit stereotypical American, but it's very inspiring. And that's what I, I love about Americans. So uh, thank you very much for your time today, Jared. Yeah, thank you. Um, so obviously your journey when you when you came to me, what was the big triggering point for you, if I'm asking? Uh, so what happened for me was uh, my my younger brother had passed away and he was um, he was a very fit guy, always was, um, was always he had a, a small home gym in his garage, was always uh, was always lifting, just trying, uh, you know, crazy stuff. The guy would do a, a Murph workout on a whim, just, you know, with no training whatsoever. Um, and when he passed away, I told my wife that, uh, I wanted to do something to, uh, honor him every day. And I just, the natural thing was to start working out. Um, and I kind of fell into a bit of depression once he did pass. And instead of working out every day, I was drinking myself to sleep every night instead. And that went on for a little over a year. Uh, and it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks that I was, um, kind of going down the same path he was before he had passed and, and uh, decided to, to make that change and uh, was looking locally for um, a trainer. Uh, we, we live in, in a relatively small town, um, about 18,000 people. Um, and I couldn't find anybody. I just, I, I looked and looked and looked and couldn't find anybody that to, to do it. And I was just kind of on the verge of giving up on it again. And I just happened to be scrolling through Instagram and saw one of your ads. And I thought, you know what, what the hell? I'm just going to, I'm going to message this guy and just kind of see what it's all about. And uh, yeah, I guess you'd say the rest is history. I think I sent you my before pictures and started working out with you on September 8th of last year. It's, um, do you ever believe in fate? Yes. Well, 100%. And I'm, I'm one of those guys that's always said my entire life, I, I bet you I say it two, three times a day, everything happens for a reason, right? Like yeah. you, you may not realize what that reason is, but there, there was so many weird little synchronicity things that were happening to me at that time that I just, it, uh, yeah, I just, I just had to keep rolling with it. So. And I think that's um, a great outlook and a way to have on life. And it's like one of my favorite sayings is like, things don't happen to you, they happen for you. So like whenever anything like really shit happens, I always think like, what's the lesson that can be learned in this? And I think that's one of the big things that comes with like life experience that maybe when I was younger, I didn't really believe in. But as you get older, you suddenly realize like bad things that have happened have always taught you something and there's always a lesson to be learned. Right. So um, from obviously where, where you started, Jared, what would you say is the biggest thing you've learned over the last, since obviously September last year? Uh, just to keep moving forward, no matter what, you know, I, um, uh... As you know, I, I've uh, struggled with a few uh, minor injuries here and there, um, some tennis elbow, uh, actually a little bit in both elbows. Um, and I've actually had a, um, a bad lower back since about 1998. I had a warehouse job and uh, lifting a lot of uh, heavy boxes throughout the course of uh, the day and, and blew my back out back in like uh, middle of 1998. So I've kind of struggled with the balance of being able to do be active, I guess. Um, like I told you in, in the past, I, I, I used to go through these like year long projects where one year I did a, an Ironman marathon and it was a real struggle just to find that balance of being able to train and keep my back in good enough shape to still be able to do my day to day stuff. Um, so that's the one thing since I've been working out with you is just, uh, kind of keeping my head down, you know, like my arm hurts. That doesn't mean I can't still do leg workouts. 
right? Things like that. It doesn't mean I can't still do cardio. It doesn't mean I can't still do abs. It's, it's those little things just kind of uh, deciding to just stop being, for, for lack of a better word, a pussy about it. <laughs> just get the word out of my mouth. I was about to say that. And just, and just keep my nose to the grindstone and, and just keep going and, and pushing through those days where, you know, a week might go by where, well, 100% honest, I have only done two real, like, curl arm workouts since October of last year. You know what I mean? But I can still do triceps and I can still do all these other things. So I just, I, just to keep pushing through those injuries and be able to, um, you know, put on the amount of, of muscle that I have since September of last year so. Yeah, it's pretty insane because I know obviously you lifted 100 pound dumbbells recently, which was a big win for you. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty awesome too. Like, I, you know, well, both those things. Like, I sent you the video too about being able to bench press 300 pounds. Like, I never in my life would have thought I'd be able to put up that kind of weight on on bench. And uh, you know, to know where I started, I think when I when I first started benching back uh, in September last year, I was probably only pushing up at the most 180 pounds. Yeah, and that's a big jump. But that that just shows. Um, how the right programming and the right approach and then your commitment and consistency like they will pay off so it's like consistency compounds over a period of time which i think is one of those things that people get frustrated that maybe they don't get the results they want in two to four weeks whereas like in reality yeah. if you want to make big gains a big progress it's like a 12-month project really for sure and fitness is something that i you know my entire life i've flirted with you know i've always liked you know, I, I would go on streaks where I'd, I'd work out for a good four, five, six months and I'd put on some mass and I, and I'd feel like I was looking pretty good. And then I'd go, ah, I'm, I'm okay for a while. And then I would just give it up for another six months. And then next thing I know, I'm back to where I was. And I kind of always did that, you know, this, this fluctuating, you know, I'd be in good shape and then I'd fall out of it, you know, like, like Ironman, I did Ironman and then I didn't run a full mile for over a year. Like I just quit working out. I was just so over, you know, that, that, that daily grind, but I don't know, there's something, something different about this time. I just, I, I feel, I feel way better when I do get my workouts. I feel like shit if I don't get my workouts and uh, it just, I don't know. I it's, it's just been easier this time. And I, and I think a lot of that's just due to knowing that you're going to check in on me. You know what I mean? You're going to, you're going to ask me, you know, like how they've been going. And if, and if I tell you, I haven't been working out, I'm going to be a complete jackass. So um it's, it's just, it feels different this time and it feels good. And I'm just, I'm just happy with where I'm at and I'm happy with my progress. And um, yeah, I get, I get asked all the time, like, what the hell are you doing? Like I have people just walk up to me now and grab a hold of my traps because they can see them through my shirt. Right. And I'm just, what the hell, what are you doing? What have you been doing? You know? And I, I, I golf in a golf league every summer and uh, I had to buy all new shirts. I had to buy all new golf shirts because the sleeves in my, in my golf shirts were all getting all blown out, you know? And now people are giving me shit because my golf swing has gotten to shit because my arms are a little stiffer when I'm swinging through, you know? So it's, it's just been cool. It feels different this time. And it feels like something that uh, for sure is going to stick going beyond, you know, the, the 12 months that, uh, that you and I agreed to or whatever, but it's, it just, it does, it feels good. It feels different this time. What, what do you think has been the big change? Obviously, like you mentioned before, you were like flirting with fitness on and off and that's, something that I get super frustrated when I see people do that because they like, as you said, you commit to something for six months and then people go off the rails and it's like, you take two steps forwards and two steps backwards all the time. And you see it over and over again. Do you have, do you really have any advice for maybe like you maybe a year ago when you were in that situation or anyone else who's in that position, maybe now listening to this? I, I think just accepting it as a lifestyle, right? Like um, I've kind of always been one of those guys that, my, my biggest excuse for not doing workouts would be, I, I don't have the time. 
well, there's nobody in this world right now that, that has more time on their hands than I do. I'm, I'm, I'll be 49 in August. I'm basically retired. Um, yeah, I've got two young kids that I have to chase around a little bit here and there, but I mean, I've got all the time in the world. So the not having time is a bullshit excuse. Anybody can find the time to do it. And like I said, just accepting it as part of a, a, a daily, weekly, monthly routine, just making it part of your, your actual lifestyle. Um, you know, I, I would in the past, I would go to the gym or I'd buy a gym membership and I would work my ass off for two months. And then I just kind of would grow tired of going to the gym and, you know, I would take a month off and then I'd go back for another two months and then I'd take two months off. Um, but just kind of finding that, that rhythm of, of making it part of the weekly routine, the daily routine has been, um, the biggest switch for me and just accepting it as uh, a lifestyle change instead of just, a uh, you know, I want to feel good for a week. Yeah. I want to feel good for the rest of my life. I want to be in the best shape of my life at 50 years old. That's my goal. I want to be able to find a photo of myself from when I was 21 years old and put that next to the photo of myself in another year, year and year and a month when I'm 50 and just go, if I can do it at 50 years old, you can do it in your thirties. You can do it in your forties. Jared, you should come to the UK and do one of the photo shoots next year. Or we come to Dubai and do one. There you go. That's a goal for your 50th yeah. birthday. No, I would, I would love to, man. I think that would be awesome. I just, it's, uh, you know, and, and even thinking about that, like that's something, if you'd asked me, regardless of how good a shape or bad a shape I was in, if you'd asked me a year, year and a half ago, you know, to do a photo shoot, I'd be like, get out of here. Like, there's no way I'm going to do that. And now I'm actually kind of intrigued by it. Cause I just, I can see such a massive difference in my body. Um, and I feel it in everything too. Like I said, my clothing, all my clothing's fitting weird now, man. I got to damn near have to buy a different wardrobe because none of my shirts fit right. My, my pants and shorts are all looser. It's, um, so it's, it's all that stuff's intriguing to me now. I'm just like, yeah, I would definitely do that. But, that, but, but that's uh, why it's truly inspiring is because that's new confidence in a lot of respects because it's like you being open-minded to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Whereas I think a lot of people are very closed-minded. And one of the big things I took from that, and it, it just reminds me, is like people are very closed-minded when it comes to fitness uh, anyway. And they think like, okay, it's a 12-week program, 12-month program, and I'm done. But it's like reality, there is no finish line. The finish line with fitness is when you yeah. die because when you stop, like your body will fall apart and it will go backwards on you, your health will fall apart and you'll end up then trying to deal with the consequences of it and spend a year trying to get back to where you were before or even longer or maybe never even get back. Whereas like, even I've said to people before, it's like my goal when I'm 65, for example, is I still want to be able to deadlift 180 kilos. And like, I have no doubt that I won't be able to do that because I won't stop. So if you don't stop doing something, your body's still got that adaptive reason to need to like maintain that strength and muscle mass. And that just comes yeah. down to people's own excuses a lot of the time. Why, why they stop. And I, and I kind of have the, the, the perfect example, uh, not to follow, I guess, so to say, uh, and this isn't me. My, so when I was a young kid, I was probably seven years old. My dad was a very, very fit guy. He used to work for a shipping company. Um, he would be uh, on a daily basis. He would, he would, like throw hundred pound bags of flour and grain. Like it was always lifting. Uh, I used to have this photo. I probably still have it somewhere. If I can find it, I'll send it to you. But um, I have this photo of my younger brother and I, when we're probably five and six, we were very close in age. And my father is standing here like this flexing and I'm sitting here and my brother's sitting there and all he's doing is flexing. He's holding us up by flexing. He's not holding on to anything. And I just, that picture always, 
it made me always look at my dad as like the strongest guy on earth. Right. Well, then a couple of years later, when I was seven years old, he was working in a metal foundry and uh, he had an accident where he actually had uh, melted iron spilled into his boot and it, it damaged his foot to the point where they wanted to amputate. They didn't amputate. They were able to save his foot, but my dad never worked another day in his life. And he spent the next decade laying on the couch, smoking his cigarettes, eating eggs and bacon, and just his, his entire physique, his entire health went downhill. And uh, he has had multiple heart attacks. He's had multiple open heart surgeries. He's had stents in his carotid artery. He's had a complete aortic rebuild from an aortic aneurysm. Uh, I mean, I've watched that guy be cut open and stitched back together more times than Frankenstein. And it was all because of that one thing that took his ability to be able to work, took his ability to be able to be active away. You know what I mean? So I, I have that in my line of sight that I don't want, I don't want to be that way. You know what I mean? I don't have very many memories of my dad playing with me as a child. You know, my kids are 13 and 11, soon to be 13 and 12. And that's all they want to do. My daughter is in the house right now, chomping at the bit, waiting to go out on the boat so we can go surfing today. You know what I mean? And, and if I was in my dad's position where I couldn't work out and I wasn't in good shape, I wouldn't be able to do those things with her. So that's a, a huge driving force for me too, is just being able to be a, a, an active, fun dad for my kids. Here's a, something I, I got slated a lot when I've said this before, but is that like the whole dad bod thing is like, when you were a child like you said you aspired to look like your dad to be like superhuman and strong or whatever like and when you you were a child jared like you don't aspire to have a dad bod and be out of shape like everyone wants to look like an action man or like a superhero so right. i think almost as we age when we get into society we allow that to soften us and allow us to think it becomes acceptable to be um overweight and let our standards slip when we're actually what we're actually doing is we're almost like letting the younger versions of ourselves down in some respects yeah. Yeah. I guess I never really thought about that, but you're, you're hundred percent right. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's just, it's just very, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but, but, you know, looking at my dad's situation, I know that it, it crushed him, you know, those days where we'd want to want him to come out and throw the football around with him and with us. And, and he just couldn't. And, you know, and there was times here a few years back when my back would be in pretty rough shape and I couldn't, you know, wrestle around with my kids. And I'd tell them, Oh, careful. You're going to hurt Papa's back, you know? And I just, I would tell my wife all the time, like, I do not want to end up where when my kids are 20, 21 years old and they're going, I don't really remember playing with my dad as a kid. No freaking way, man. Like I want them to be like, dude, you remember when we used to wrestle out in the yard and we were on the zip line, we were on the trampoline. And you know what I mean? I want them to have all these awesome memories of us just doing all the stuff that they wanted to do and, you know, not have the, the memories of, you know, walking in the house and finding dad laying on the couch and, you know, just not being able to do anything. So. Interesting. Have your kids said anything about your transformation since uh, last year? Oh. My daughter hates it. Really? Hates it. Because when she, she hugs me now, I'm too hard. <laughs> That's what she says. When, when she comes in and gives me a hug, her, her head hits me in the chest about right here. She's like, Papa, I don't like this. I liked it when you were softer. <laughs> to take it as but a no, compliment. My, yeah, no. And, and my son gets a kick out of it too, actually. A funny story. Um, we were... Uh, there's we live on a lake and there's a resort on the other side of the lake and um every once in a while we'll, we'll do like these little weekend staycations and uh the resort has a nice little pool and, and a water slide and that kind of stuff and uh the the gym butts right up to the pool and there's there's windows so you can go into the gym and look into the pool and vice versa and uh so the kids all went in the pool with the wife and i went in and i did my workout <laughs> 
And when I got done with my workout, I went and I changed and I walked into the pool area and my son and his friend were just going out to the outdoor hot tubs. And they're like, let's go outside. Let's go outside. So I went out and sat in a hot tub with them. And as soon as we sat down, my, my son, his name's Trip. his friend leans over to me. And he goes, Hey, just so you know, every mom in the pool was watching you when you came out of the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I started laughing. Right. And I said, they're probably just trying to figure out who the bearded tattooed weirdo was. And he kind of turns his head like this and he goes, mm. or it could be that you're Jack. And my son looks at me and he goes, yeah, you're jacked. <laughs> so it, just, it cracked me up so bad that they notice stuff like that. You know what I mean? They're watching the people around us react to how I look now too. So it's just, it's, it's kind of funny, man, to, to just see it through a child's eyes too. Yeah. I think it's even more amusing. I think when children pick up on stuff, I remember yeah. I went to like a, a supermarket or grocery store with a friend of mine like a few years ago and like a little girl just looked up to me and she was with her dad and she's like, look, daddy, a giant. I was just like, oh. <laughs> Um, that's awesome but yeah it's uh children i think the innocence of children sometimes is something that uh, it's sad that that gets lost as they get older in some respects yeah well and that's kind of thing you know my i kind of hope that what i am doing is is somewhat inspiring to my kids too you know to you know my my matter of fact my so my nephew that i told you is living with me uh he's been following me through my workouts now because he's living in the house where i have all my gym equipment and uh so I'll go in and I'll, and I'll do my workout and he'll just kind of follow me around station to station. And, uh, now it's like, he'll, he'll text me like, what time are you working out today? Like he wants to know when I'm going in there. So I'm already kind of inspiring him. So I'm hoping that that, you know, trickles down to my kids as well. You know, my daughter will come over and, and, uh, she'll, she'll do some of the workouts with me. My daughter's 11. She'll be 12 on the 16th and, uh, she can deadlift 210 pounds. That's insane. Like didn't even try it. You know what I mean? She's never really done any of that before. I had the bar set up on the floor and she walked up and she goes, how much is this? And I go, eh, it's like 210. And she goes, can I try it? And I was like, uh, I don't know, honey, I don't want you to get hurt. And she just grabbed it, stood up, set it back down, stood up. And she did it like six times. I was like, what in the hell? Like, I had no idea. I mean, I knew she was strong, but I had no idea she was that strong. So it's fun too, to kind of see the trickle down effect. And hopefully, you know, my, my son who plays basketball and, and golf and a couple other things, um, hopefully it'll trickle down to him too. And he'll want to start following me through those workouts and, and, uh, and be in better shape too. Cause it's, I don't know, that's kind of part of why I'm doing it too. Right. I like, I'm doing a lot of it just for my kids so I can be in better shape, but I'd love to be that, that role model for fitness for them too. And, and, and let them see that, you know what I mean? Sitting on the couch playing Xbox and eating Doritos all day isn't the way to go. That for me is what's truly inspiring because uh, not sitting on the couch eating Doritos, but like you, like inspiring the people around you. And I think that's what people don't understand is that um, as children, we will naturally model our parents and we'll idolize what they do. We want to become like them. So for example, you setting a great example in terms of working out, eating right and being in great shape, you're giving them that gift at like a really young age that they're then going to understand to maintain the rest of their life, which literally could save their life like further down, long down the right line from like them getting like type two diabetes or, um, blood pressure issues, heart problems, whatever that often arises where people don't maybe have the right um, environment as they're growing up, the great, right people to look up to, and they go off down the wrong sort of path, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. And I've actually had a, a number of friends that have noticed, you know, the, the change in my body and stuff that have asked me, you know, hey, can I come out and work out with you sometime? And because they all know that I have the, the gym next door. And I'm like, anytime, you know what I mean? Like, if there's anything I can do to help my friends be in better health, I'm like hundred percent, come out, do a workout with me. You know, I mean, 
I, I have a, a basically my best friend here. I've told him a hundred times, if the house is open, just come out and go work out. I don't have to be there for you to come and work out. He hasn't taken me up on it yet. But he, every time I see him, he's like, God, I got to do something. I'm not going to be able to take my shirt off around you anymore, you know, stuff like that. So it's like, I'm like, dude, I'm ready anytime you want to come out. Like it, to me, it's, it's helpful to have somebody that you know to work out with, you know, to have, you know, most of my workouts I do are by myself. So to have somebody in there and working out with me, I would love that. But so far I've yet to get any takers, a lot of askers, but no takers. One, one last question for you, Jared. What would you say um, to someone who's sitting on the fence about like, maybe reaching out to me for help or like just starting their fit fitness journey anyway. Cause I think so many people literally sit on the fence for like for years sometimes until something triggers them. What would you say to people who are just hesitant about like pushing the button or, or asking for help? I think if you're, I think if you're even thinking about or even tinkering with the idea that that should be your, your sign, you know what I mean? Like if, if that thought is there, like if they're watching your videos, if they're going to your Instagram, they're already there. They're already in the mindset. They just have to pull that trigger. Um, you know, that was the thing for me was it was something that I've always wanted, like always, again, I'll be 49 in a month and I've always wanted to be in this shape, uh, and just never really pulled that trigger. Um, it took something as devastating as, as losing my younger brother to, to, to force me to that point you don't need that. If you're thinking about it, if you're already looking at the videos, if you're already surfing bodybuilding websites or bodybuilding Instagrams or, or any of that stuff, or even just healthy eating, that's your sign. Just don't hesitate, reach out. You know, I, I, I said it in my testimonial video. There's, there's no point in waiting. You have the time there. The, everybody has an hour a day to do some sort of a workout. Um, just stop waiting, pull the trigger, go, 100%. Uh, appreciate your time massively, Jared. I know this is going to be super inspiring for a lot of people, in particular the fathers out there as well. So anyone who enjoyed this, please make sure you leave us a five-star review on the podcast and hit subscribe. And if you need help with your own fitness journey, feel free to find me a message over on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok, wherever you like. Also, you can hit the link below this video to book in your free uh, stress to call, discuss your fitness journey. And we'll see you in the next episode of the podcast very soon.